uh, in, that uh, have been done. Uh, this platform, this is some quite a bit and uh, we appreciate that uh, the sanctuary has really been beautified. Um, the meals that we are having, I noticed there was provision for those that are on diet uh, because of some condition in your body. You may not be eating any other, but uh, I noticed uh, this church has made provision, even as one of the elders was saying, if you don't eat this, let us know. That is quite a ladder that they have gone up, because in most cases, we just cook food. Whether you like it or not, uh, up to you. There it is. Uh, if you want it, eat. If you don't, uh, take care of yourself. But uh, to see that there is provision for that, uh, we are climbing to the international world. Amen. Amen. Uh, then I would like to appreciate my fellow brothers in the ministry that have come to grace this meeting, their wives and their saints, um, especially from a far country, brother Odola, his wife, uh, and uh, the people he came with. That's great. Federal ministers, I notice that people want me. If you hadn't noticed, people want. You say, well, there are so many problems. There is COVID-19, there is this and there is the other. We are preparing. You put up a meeting and you see the saints coming. So, so now a part on my part. But when it comes to meeting, People want meetings. Uh, you can see by this, there would have even been more if it was not the limitations uh, because of COVID. But people want meetings. Uh, but I was just saying, I just can't wait uh, to be there. Uh, uh, this is what Christ has said. So, we really appreciate what God is doing. The way we started, um, I forgot to introduce myself, Brother Meme from Mbale Stroke Kampala. And, uh, Kampala Assembly has its rich ginger. Ginger uh, uh, is a big town, but very hard time. I've uh, been there twice. I know how it is. But 
with God, all things are possible. Then Kampala is reaching out to Kasese too. There is a brother Fred. Where is he? Oh, right here. If you don't mind, come forward. Near. This brother is all the way from Kasese. Hallelujah. And Kampala Assembly has been able to uh, take care and transport him, assisted by Mbale. It's a family, but this brother has kept that little family going. Who knows? Who knows? So he traveled and he is with us here. Amen. Amen. Sit down, please. Thank you for coming. Uh, he did his senior six last, is it this year, last year? This year. And uh, Kampala is full of young people and um, they are trying their level best with all uh, weaknesses uh, they are doing. They, they take care of us when we are there and um, it's a hard uh, when you are young and you go to the city. Uh, you need a mind to be sobered up every week for you to be saved every week. Uh, but we are trying. And uh, the brothers are doing a good, good job. Um, I also so many things to say, but uh, I would like to appreciate the cleanliness of this place uh, that Baropio has kept, and this is a credit to the body of Christ. Uh, we are all proud of this, and I would like to appreciate the saints that are laboring with Brother Pio uh, to reach this standard. Uh, they have sacrificed and sacrificed and worked. Permit me to tell you the other side of Brother Pio that most, if not all of you, do not know. Not even you who are from his assembly, the other side of Brother Pew. He has worked so hard, um, he labors a lot, but there is a side that you don't know that has added to what he is and why God has blessed him. Brother Pure counsels a lot. You'll be there in Mali and uh, 
you hear a phone, got a memory right here in my sitting room. I have a couple. I have this and that and that. You excuse himself, go to the bedroom and make a call to Brother Men. I do not know what to do. Many, many times. He says there are people coming. They are, they are even about to read. This is an emergency. I do not know what to do. Brother will call and call many, many times. Despite Brother Mehmet's weaknesses and sins, that doesn't matter to Brother Pio. He has a pastor. Amen. Every time, every time, my wife will bring me up, and this is Reverend Pio. He's on the line. And the church like he has, has many problems, and Brother Pio will call and call and call. How do I handle this? One time he wanted to throw out seven people with their wives. He said, what did I should have this that I had brought in, uh, uh, they had brought in the uh, outlandish women. Uh, he says, this is scripture, brother man. <laughs> All of this should be out. Bro, all this should be out. Uh, because that's what the Bible says. And he was tough. He was determined. But I want to say this humbly. There is something that God has done. You know where I come from. They say if you are going to buy meat, Barodora, from the head of a cow, you first touch yours. Is there any meat on it? <laughs> so that when you reach there, you can't say, you have given me bones. How about yours? Does it have left? So it saves you from complaining. Because if you touch yours, all you see are bones. Now you have gone, they bring the head of a car and say, it is this. God has taken me some experiences. Uh, my children sometimes mess up. And that has worked in my spirit that when I see other children mess up, I'm massive. If that hadn't happened, you will see a very different brother than But the Lord will say, what about your own? Then I'm merciful to this one and I'm merciful to the other. That is the way 
God has worked. So many times, one brother said, this one, brother Mene, I'm just, there's no way he can stay. But I remember, what about your own? How would you treat your own? This may not mean anything to maybe some people, but I humbly say that's what God has done. And uh, working with the young people, excuse <coughs> me, and especially in the city, Kampala, if it was when I was in Toronto since Catholic, they would all be up, they would be breathing from outside. Some even don't know that I know what is going on. I would just say, good to see you, brother. Good to see you, brother. Because God has done something. And to know it is God, and God has pardoned some saints who push away plates of food to pray for my children. I've known ministers' wives that pray and fast for my children. Saints in the church, they will pray and agonize. And so I keep working. We keep working, we keep laboring to where I'm able to be sympathetic, sympathetic. There are people that I put out, probably if I gave them a chance to stay in the church, because that's where they can be saved. They would have been saved during those terror days. I know, I normally tell some of my brothers, I say, you people you are blessed. You have somebody. I didn't even know when I went in the ministry, I didn't even know to do that. Went as green as greeniness itself. Didn't know how to go about the ministry. And so did a lot of messes. But I said to brothers, you have somebody that <clears throat> doesn't know everything, but he can help you to some extent. And the Reverend Oke is one of those that has fully utilized uh, Brother Man. He has fully put into task every problem. There is this, there is that. There is this and there is that. Not only that, I will call Brother and Sister Pio, which are we would be either at home or in the office. And I said, Brother, okay, this is not right. I had this. Is it so? Have you ever been with Ramana on one, one on one? I said, Brother, okay, this is, is it? Well, I think somebody who reported was. I said, this is not right. 
with this dear one. We say this brothers. They drive all the way and say, come, they come not work, not work, knowing what are we going to do? Why has he called us? Wondering. Probably to ask his wife, do you know why is he called? Ah, you're the one taking me. <laughs> But this dear man of God is quick to repent and does not hold anything, anything in his heart. Many, that's the other side of Brother Peter that you do not know. I'm free with him, I will deal with him, I will tell him you can't do that. I'm going to come into the youth meeting, uh, Brother Peter has suggested about three. I said that can't happen. So Rocky has so many. I want about 70. He will come here and work and work and work until he produces that number. <clears throat> Very hard on him. He, he would have been offended, but he doesn't get offended. And that's a small part that has added to his success. Amen. He counsels a lot, a lot, and is rebuked, rebuked many times, but that has given him great success. If it can help you, well and good. When your local pastor is dealing with you, you will grow. It's hard dealing with you, but uh, it is profitable. It works a peaceful fruit of righteousness. So, this is the man that you see out there. Don't think he doesn't. He's not dealt with or is not corrected, he is, Amen. but he will not take to heart. Oh, and separate himself, say so you have done this. Mm -hmm. That's why reason God has really blessed him. Amen. And I remember Another one brother that we used to work with, where Ranga could drive all the way from Kampala. That's why God blessed that man. To come to a village town, Tororo. And at the beginning, for council, he would drive all the way from Kampala. Say, there is this, there is this, how do I do this? He could put fuel, like Brother Pio puts fuel in his car. When he's told, please, I want to see you, can you come? Uh, come with your wife. And we come and talk, almost spend half a day talking, putting things right. So, Rwanda was blessed. God gave him men and women that supported his ministry, um, the church, 
was able to raise up money and buy a plot of land. It's hard when you work alone, you'll do very little. You say, I've done much, you could have done greater if you had worked with the rest. Amen? Amen. So, I wanted to, I thought I, would, I should say what has made Reverend Opio who he is, uh, so that if you can take a leave, just even in congregation, to say, whom the Lord loves, the scripture says, yeah, he chasteneth and rebuketh. So, don't fear to be corrected, to be shown in the way. Uh, God is able to carry you through. Then what a wonderful message that he gave us last evening. My God, that is great. And we will be working on, on it. On it. There is a way to do things. There is a way to do things. Don't do like a, one cartoonist uh, gave an example. Oh, no post-it. The parent was meant to shake the bottle before he gives the child medicine. But like it always happens, the parent bought. So what he did, he said, since I've forgotten, I will not leave out the process. So he shook the child. After I'd given the medicine, he shook the child. Many more people. Was that correct, Florence? It was not. There is a way, there is an order. Shake the bottle. Then administer medicine. He forgot it just again, maybe one spoon or two spoons. Then he remembered, hey, I was meant to shake the bottle. So I forgot, let me shake the chapel. <laughs> there is an order. Don't go to the Pastor, after all he said and done, then Pastor, I've been thinking, but I don't know whether she will accept or not. When your unengagement is going on, and because the pastor is a man, I don't know, she looks a tough sister. The one that you go out with, what toughness are you talking about? You are going with that one to the beach, you are going to, with her to some parties, you are seen everywhere, and then you say, Pastor, I was thinking of so and so. He really gave us what to do. And I would like to say, with 
all, I've already said it, just to some brothers, with all the weaknesses that you might think of that brother of your heart, and none of us is holy, I myself, maybe I'm worse off. We need a brother of you in this fellowship. Amen. Saints of God have a right attitude towards the brother of you. We need him in this fellowship. I don't have the gift that he has. I don't. We need him. Yesterday, he did a very good job. If we are to have God, if we are to progress, those ten gates, the ten gates, God help us. Other people will stand up and speak. And not only here in Africa, one time in the morning, I was shocked. He stood up. He will not fear people's faces. He is poor. Everyone of us, we were quiet. So, when you acknowledge that I don't have that gift, that's good. But we need him to play his part as we build this fellowship in Uganda. And around the world, may God sustain his life. Thank you, Sister Florence, for taking care of him, giving him good diet, the uh, wisdom that God very faithful, faithful lady. Uh, probably if you were to use, I want somebody of my tribe, I think you would have to take many years looking for a lady like Florence. Very, very, very careful. Takes care of the husband very well. Amen. Amen. So, when he stands up, God puts something on his mind. But I thought that was very good what he did yesterday. My God, how the world is creeping in slowly into the church. Some of the things we neglect but he specified that this is the way the world is creeping into our fellowship. And we needed to guard against that. Do we want God to work? Do we want the work of God to go on? Let's guard against that we were clearly shown, clearly shown those ten gates. And we would like to work with the people. Every one of us, when we go back, let's look at those ten gates where the enemy, the world, is creeping in. You can just take one item as a pastor and speak maybe a whole service. We were guided. That's why it is good to attend a meeting. 
you hear for yourself that this is it. When you go back home, we have material, even if we close, uh, we had already had a congregation. Absolutely. So what I'm going to say is approaching it from another angle. Uh, but if God helps us, you will see that it hooks on of what he laid yesterday, protecting this fellowship from the world. And you have noticed in every one of our meetings, whether uh, congregations and uh, when Brother Pierce stands up, you know it's going to be close to something. It may hurt, but it saves. It may hurt what he says. He has the boldness to say it. God has given him that grace, the boldness to say it. But it saves. We would like God in the fellowship. We would like the presence of God, the power of God. We would like the action from the above. I tell you to touch our hearts, to touch our bodies, to heal us, deliver us. We would like to have God. Normally, let's lose everything. But let's have God. Amen. Well, permit me to remind you one of the messages that, or oh, some of the messages that Brother Lloyd L. Goodwin preached many, many, many years ago. After all, if I do that, the scripture says I will be a good minister. Doesn't it? I will be a good minister. That was very simple for Timothy to follow God. All he needed is to listen to Paul. Do this, and he does it. It was very easy for Timothy to serve God. And the elders said, whatever church is very easy for you to serve. Just do what the pastor tells you. Don't go on the sides and begin discussing. Do you think what the pastor said works? As the pastor said it, that settles it. That's the way. It's easier for an elder in every church to serve God. Because what you do is to follow the instructions of the pastor. For the head of departments in every assembly, it's very easy to serve the Lord. All you do, what does the pastor want to be done? Do it. It's simple. But Paul had to listen from the Lord. And it is not easy. He doesn't speak that often like some people out there would like to tell us I was bathing and the Lord talked to me this. I was grinding near it and the Lord talked to me as I walked to grazing and the Lord mean everywhere the Lord is talking to them, talking to them, talking to them. And you say, My, what a fellowship these people have with God. We seem not to have that. But when I, sometimes I found out it's actually their minds. It's not the Lord speaking. 
However, you can't speak that much. It doesn't. So, first Timothy chapter one. Uh, I know chapter four. Yeah, let me share the scripture that I guess. So, brother, remember you don't have any new message. That's uh, all this stuff. Uh, uh, maybe all, all this stuff, but uh, uh, bless us. Now the spirit speakers expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from means which God has created, which God has, which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Then Paul now says, If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. Says thou shalt be a good minister. And uh, some messages that I thought I would uh, remind you of. Now, we are meant to be clean animals. Israel was given dietary laws uh, under the law in the Old Testament. There were animals and reptiles that they were to eat. There were animals and reptiles that they were not to eat. There were clean animals and unclean animals. Two of the characteristics of a clean animal were one, an animal that parted the hoof, an animal that parted the hoof, the hoof is parted. The second, chewest the cool or the card if you want, whichever pronunciation you want. So, what do, does this mean? A clean animals, it was a it was one that parted the hoof and then chewest the corn or the cud to part the hoof means we know how to choose the good from evil hallelujah uh, you learn you grow you come to a point where you know you have the ability how to choose the good from the evil. Uh, like we were being taught yesterday, know what to do something that is right from something that is wrong. Be an individual that has the ability to choose the good 
from the evil. We are living in an evil world. And God must help us. God must stand with us. God must aid us to where we have the ability in this evil world to choose the good and live out the evil. That was an ingredient that a clean animal was to have. Then chewest the cud. Chewing the cud or cud means you don't forget what you had yesterday, last month, or years back. That's what we had yesterday. Don't forget, don't throw. That was precious. It was meat in a due season. You don't forget what you have had in the past. You don't forget what have had in the past. An animal that chooses the car, it will bring what it has eaten, what it has swallowed, it will bring back. You have the ability to remember, I was taught this, I was instructed in this, I was uh, corrected in this. This is the word of God that we have. You have the ability to remember what you have been given in the past. Don't throw away what we had in the past. Don't consider us nothing that we have, uh, something that we have had in the past. It's precious. One of the duties a clean animal was to have. Remember what we had in the past. May God help us. May God help us. That was a man of God. That was a servant of God. They taught us. They instructed us. They directed us. They taught us. They showed us the way. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. They instructed us. They taught us doctrine. They taught us the order. They taught us the spirit. They taught us the God. I tell you, let's not forget that. A clean animal chewed the cat. Brought back that what he had swallowed and begins to digest over and over. That was a clean animal. Amen. Amen. Don't go to wow, that was that is uh, uh, spoiled meat. That is uh, uh, there is a way some people were calling it stale meat, stale food. Uh, no. God, when you see something given in the uh, Old Testament, it has its application in the New Testament. Clean animal. Be a clean animal. Remember, Sister Eve, remember what you have been taught when you were a small girl before you came, you became Sister Jackie. Remember, remember. Chew. Chew. Bring it back. Chew. Instruct those ladies in Elida. Instruct. Teach them. Say, this is what I learned when I was a small girl. This is what I received when we were there. Amen. God help us. So we have been called to be clean animals. If you are an elect, 
Just know there are things that you should never forget. Because we didn't get here on our own, did we? We were given to Christ by God. We were given to Christ by God. Now, the purpose of being given to the Lord, why were we given? Why did God give us to Christ? Is to bring us into conformity. Conformity. That's what Brother Pio was laboring, teaching us, to bring us into conformity to the image of Jesus Christ. Romans 8, 29. Romans 8, 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, to be conformed. Uh, this brings us into a life of holiness. When Brother Pio stands to his feet, ah, there is a preacher of holiness. And then people begin to teach, to take back seats. They begin to go to the restroom, uh, check in the kitchen, and uh, uh, check on the cars. It's a preacher of righteousness, of holiness. He will preach it. He does. Now, a life of holiness is more than just refraining from sexual impurity. A life of holiness. That's why I said I want, there is an approach from another angle. A life of holiness. I'm not putting premium or approval on sexual impurity, no. I said it's more Life of holiness is more than just refraining from sexual impurity or thievery. I tell you, many of us, we're in suits but thieves. We are what? Thieves. If God could arrest us, I tell you, there would be few that would be here. Oh, mother all lying, so on and so forth. It's more than sexual impurity, more than, uh, more than thievery, or stealing, or murder, or lying, and so forth. Holiness embraces the entirety of the human spirit embraces the entirety of the human spirit. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4, 
according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. The Lord certainly, the Lord is certainly not going to immortalize, to give you immortality, immortalize an unholy individual. No way the Lord will give immortality to an individual that is not holy. Yesterday, those gates, if we can follow, if the Lord can help us, it will take us forward. Romans chapter 1 and verse 5. Romans chapter 1 and verse 5. By whom we have received the grace and apostleship. For what? For obedience to the faith among all the nations for his name. For the reason Paul was called to be an apostle was for the purpose of bringing the elect to obedience to the faith. And that is no mini task. Here, this local area, you know how you train the bulls. You are uh, It's a tough. There is a lot of beating, don't you? You are. You are holding. Eh? And one is training. Now, in fact, there is beating, but you are careful because if you beat it, the garden won't be plowed. So while you are beating, you are careful that it doesn't die. Because if you beat it to death, the animal, I mean, there would be no problem. It's a technical, technical job to bring people to obey, to bring people to obey. I heard of another religious organization if you are a fornicator, they came you, they came fornication out of you. In front of the church, you were given canes. I hope it helped. Let <laughs> me hope it helped. Canes, you were caned before the others. If you stole, they caned you. Very canes. I don't think I would have made it because I think I make many mistakes. I would, I would be lame because you can beat somebody too much. So to bring people to obey, obedience to their faith is no mini task. There is a lot that you must, as a pastor, as a local pastor, it's a hard job. People, it's easier for people to disobey than to obey. It's very hard. It's a journey and a technical work. 
We are having a hard time believing that God is really sovereign in everything. Hard time. A man that is going to serve God, you must believe that God is sovereign. Sovereign. Um, Brother Natipek called me to one of his branches. I told them, if you are going to work for God, believe that God is there, that this is his work. Believe that. Believe that God is there. Despite what you see, know that God is there. God takes his servants through experiences where you learn that if it was not God, normally they the saints. I don't want to tamper with this. If this was Brother Mehmet's work, it would have been, I mean, it would be gone long time ago. I would be back in Kapuna. I would be back in Kapuna one. Long time. But the confidence that this is God's work and He takes care of it. He will not let anybody destroy it. I saw it. I saw God touch people who were not believers, who are not in our faith, defend the work. Defend, stand there. There, were, there was a, when we were getting the land, there was somebody, there was a group and it had a bazooka and they were in a council, by then it was municipality in a council meeting, they were saying, ah, let's give this land to, we were not there, we were people, our, our saints were, the best were teachers, see this, this bazooka, we will develop the place, let's give this one, that has bazoo. You know what God did? Usually just one man is not a part of us. He says, how do you know that this group doesn't have bazoo? How do you know that this group doesn't have bazoo? Let's give them. Uh, having challenged them, that was, how do you know? are not part of them. How do you know? They elected a group that had a bazoo and they came them to the bazoo place. Who did that? Now seeing him do that all the time. He will defend somebody, will touch somebody Brother Dula was giving me a real, real testimony about his car that now has. That was God. Somebody comes to you. They are selling that I think you should buy. And it was on his neck. But we were saying, now, where do I get the money? Somebody, 1.5 Kenyan money is not like our money. Our money, if you have a million, stop talking. <laughs> it's not much. 
that 1.5 Kenyan money. Yeah. But he gave me a testimony, I wonder. This man, God is with him. And he's going to build a work in Nairobi. My God, what God is doing in his life is great. So, we must believe that God is there, this fellowship. Every one of us, a man that will God must learn to depend on God. If you depend on your wisdom, on your education, on your money, you will fail. God will always show you that that can't work. You must learn to depend on God. On God. <clears throat> and that will work. So, <clears throat> God knows everything. If we can believe that God is sovereign, He knows everything. Turn to Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. Many times we do not know that God is concerned about His work. He knows everything. Jeremiah 23 and verse 24. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? Look at that. Even in Agago, God is there. Hallelujah. He is there in Insango in Budaka. I tell you, he's there. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? Says the Lord. Be not I fear heaven and earth, says the Lord. That's the confidence we should have. That's the confidence and the trust that we should have. He's everywhere. So God knows everything. He knows the pains you are going through, the setbacks, the financial reversals. He knows. Let's look to him in this meeting. My God, we know what he's going to do tonight or this afternoon. But we believe he's here. We believe he's here. We believe he's here. He's going to do something. Let's know that God is alive. God is alive. It's not, I mean, it's not just something we imagine. I normally tell the people, God is not equator. When we were going in school in our days, they told us equator was an imaginary line. An imaginary line. It's not, you can't see it. It's an imaginary line. You go to Masaka, one, you say this is the equator passes here. I tried to look. <laughs> An imaginary life. Not so with God. No. He's alive. He cares for you. He's going to protect you. He's going to defend you. He's going to take care of you. He will meet your need. He will bless you. He will lift you up. 
He will touch you. He will give you the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Hallelujah. Believe God. Believe God. And He will honor your faith. Amen. So, God knows everything going on and everything that will go on. After elects, God cares for us. Nehemiah. Let's look at Nehemiah chapter 9. And verse 6. Thou, even thou, O Lord, alone, art Lord alone. Thou hast made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts, the earth and all things that are therein, the seas and all that is therein, and thou preservest them all. Look at that. He preserveth them all, and the host of heaven worshippers thee. You will make sure that the tiger has food to eat. You will make sure that the snake, there is a rat somewhere, has some food. Now, if he takes care of snakes, he takes care of tigers, do you think you are going to die? Why are you worried about your future? It's good to plan our future, but don't add worry. It's good to plan. It's good to be prudent, a prudent man for CSE even hide it himself. It's good. But don't add worry. When things are not working out, don't worry. Don't worry. So, in other words, under Jeremiah 96, God didn't just create the world and then step back and let nature take or operate. No. Now, Providence is not just natural ordering of things. Providence, when we talk about providence, what do we mean? It is not just the natural ordering of things. God sees it, uh, God sees to it that every animal eats every insect, every creature, they have food sufficient human being, and to do that, to make sure this animal's food, this animal's kept alive until the days they are given, it requires predestinating decrees. Let this be, and it is done. Let there be this, and it will be there. It requires predestinating decrees. Providence then is that that happens. Whether it is a storm, whether it is a tornado, whether it is a dry season or wet season, a plague, COVID-19, a new variant is called what? Yeah. That hasn't shocked God. Providence 
is done things beyond the control of men. We are trying to define the word providence. Done things beyond the control of men. This is what we were taught. But not beyond the control of God. Hallelujah. Not beyond the control of God. Creation and providence are united. Now, we are moving. The reason a majority of God's people do not prosper is because of their spirit, attitude, selfishness. If I don't keep to this, I'm going to, to die. I'm going to perish. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 20. For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body. Very good scripture. Only in your body. What else? And in your spirit, which are God's. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit. Second Corinthians 7. Second Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves. From what? Back to Brother Pio's message. All filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness in the fear of God. When an individual is only concerned about the filthiness of the flesh, you know, you are only concerned about the filthiness of the flesh, you can die and still be damned because you haven't cleansed the filthiness of the spirit. We are moving now. You can be so careful that you are not stealing. You are not murdering. And yet your spirit is rank, raw, ignorant, and just as filthy as any harlot on the street. Do you know, saints, there are people that morally, nugu, usharati, waliwacha, pombe, manero ya pombe hakuna, waliwacha. They don't steal. They are not killing people. They are very good. They don't commit adultery. But the spirit, the spirit, you don't like to be around them. The spirit, the spirit. We have a journey. You know when somebody is not seeing this uh, of, the, of the body, you say, these thieves are spoiling our church. 
needs to throw them out. These murderers. But they are people that when you look at they, you have never had any story. Very, very. But you touch them. Ah, la, 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 la. That's when you, you see. He starts breathing. You see what's wrong. I've lived a righteous life. I'm not like this one. Even she came from the bar yesterday. The spirit. The spirit. Others, you see them, they are always caught in a scene, caught in that way, caught in that way, but they have a sweet spirit. You talk to them and they'll say, yes, sir. I'm sorry, pastor. You see a different spirit They have a problem. Maybe they don't pay tithe. And but the spirit they have is a spirit you can work with. Other these that don't do anything that are spotless, that put on white, spotlessly clean. I've never gone to a bar, I've never been in a disco, I've never committed a fornication, never committed a doubt. I've never done this, I've never done this. Hey, you try to... I'm leaving the church. I have protected the testimony of the church. Some of these brothers, they're, they're, they're spoiled. I've kept the testimony. The spirit they have, the spirit is rank. The spirit, they can even grind their teeth. You talk to them, some around here, it swells. Always breathing like snake. Now, holiness, get rid of this, of the flesh, fornication, adultery, murder, stealing, all of that. But also there is filthiness of the spirit. God help us. It is not enough for us just to work on the body. What about the spirit? What about your attitude? What about your frame of mind? What about our motivations? Question, how do you perfect your holiness in the body? Well, there are certain things you flee from. Flee from fornication, as in the scripture tell us. From all appearances of evil. There are certain things you flee from. There are certain things you don't do. 
You don't commit adultery. You don't fornicate. You don't kill. There are certain things you refrain from. Now, what about perfecting the holiness in your spirit? What are we to do to perfect the holiness in our spirits? Well, again, there are certain things you refrain from. There are things you don't say. There are certain things you don't think. That social media, we use it so. You see this brother in a bar to take a clip and you post it. And the person that's posting it is a very good person, doesn't fornicate, doesn't commit adultery, doesn't kill, doesn't murder. Let me use my other if, but if the spirit is bad. That spirit needs to be worked on. Truly, you are not a murderer, but that spirit that exposes your brother's fault is a wrong spirit. Are we together? That spirit that you see, Sister Mexico, and you say, I met her, I saw her. You need, you are worse off. You see the master, this woman was caught in actual adultery. It was not yet possible, it was real. In the very world, So they were ready with the stones. Such should be taken away from society. Christ instead dealt with the accusers. That's the way they were. They say some normal love. If we could see the way God sees things, he dealt instead with the other. This was very clear in the Bible. Such a one was to be what? Stone. You would think Christ was putting premium on sin. He wasn't. He just said, yeah, we are going to do it, but uh, let's have no other way. Uh, let's start with those that have never sinned. Let's uh, 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 do things decently and in order. Uh, we are going to do it. I'm not permitted. Let everybody get a hold of his stone. Everybody their stone. But let's do it this way. You who has never committed anything, you'll be the first one. The rest of us shall do what? What happened? They disappeared. To look around, nobody. How could that woman be said? 
they were going to kill. They would have never given it. That, do you know that Christ gave that woman an opportunity to correct her life? He says, go, go, but sin no more. That woman, that adulterous woman, was given one more chance, one more chance to put her life right. If they had stoned her to death, no chance. That would have been the end and would have been final resurrection material. Would have died a sinner. But Christ said, can I save this woman? I don't say she has not committed that. He has, because they got her in the very act. But can I say, let me give her one more chance. Go, but sin no more. Now, the spirit, now we are talking about the spirit. You can be more than right. But Sister Eve, the spirit, the spirit, what is the motive? That's now we have a task, a task, a task. Hallelujah. God help us. So, uh, we were saying there are certain things you don't say, there are certain things you don't think. There is really not such things as holiness for the body without holiness to the spirit. Holiness to the body without holiness to the spirit. You who is living right, for heaven's sake, be sympathetic to sinners. Saints, are we together? Not every person in the church is a sinner, is crooking, fornicating, going this way. No. There are some good children of God that have kept themselves. Now, what we are adding on, we appreciate the effort you have put in to keep yourself pure in the body. But can you be sympathetic to this one? Can you, can you be sympathetic? It's like somebody that has a food, he said, the reason you don't have food, you don't want to dig. Truly, there are some people that don't want to dig. One man said, to dig, I fear. They don't want. When it comes to work, they don't want to work. They somehow, but when it comes to eating, they, they move forward. When the food is ready, they move forward. Now, he said, you didn't work. Please, don't move near. No, let it pain you so that you know that sitting without working is bad because they are not going to run. 
You stay hungry, sleep or hungry, maybe you wake up. A good idea, but the man is dying. He's hungry. Help him. Help him. Help him. You may be living more than we really appreciate, and that's what we desire every child of God to be. But the church also has some other characters. Can we have the spirit to be sympathetic? Like I told you, I told you that you can't do that. Say, no, we are going. Say, you can't. <laughs> they are going. Point in my church. My church. It's easier to serve them inside than outside. Do you know we can discourage people that have weaknesses out of and they will say well they don't want me let me find my levels <clears throat> let me find my level always give people another chance they may never be saved but the spirit you have is the spirit that will put you in the kingdom Christ said, I came not to destroy men's lives, but to save. <clears throat> so, when the spirit is wrong, this body may not be fornicating, but it may be over-enjoying company with the gossip or a clique. They are not fornicating in the body, committing adultery, stealing, murdering people, but they are enjoying company with the gospel or clique that if God doesn't stop them, it's going to destroy the church. You hear that sense? They are not fornicating, they are not committing adultery, they are not killing people, but they are in a clique. They gossip about leadership, they gossip about the elders, they gossip about the pastor's wife. They are not stealing, they are not doing, but they gossip, they, what they talk. And if God does not stop them, it can destroy the church. In this case, the body is not holy because it is in the wrong group. There you make the body sin because you are in the wrong group. Do you know that when you point the finger at someone, like I'm pointing at Florence, three are pointing towards what? Towards me. That's the interesting point. Point a finger, three fingers are pointing back to you. So, 
It is far easier to perfect holiness in the body than holiness in the spirit. Let's know that. It's easier to perfect holiness. You stop drinking, you stop fighting, you stop going to clubs, you stop stealing, you stop committing adultery and all this. But to perfect holiness in spirit is a task. However, it takes God to help an individual to do both of these. In Matthew 5, Matthew chapter 5, and verse 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Poor in spirit. To perfect your holiness in the spirit, you uh, would certainly mean there must be poverty in the spirit, poor in the spirit. There is no such a thing as a person developing holiness in their spirit that is rich if they are carnal spirit. You are rich if you don't need anything. In Mark 7, you the scriptures here. Chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. From within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murder, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile the man. They come from inside there and they defile us. When an individual does not have the right spirit, the right attitude, they will defile the body. If you don't have the right spirit, the right attitude, you are going to defile the body. God help us. Let me say something about witchcraft. Do we have witchcraft? No. Witchcraft is trying to make something out of nothing. Witchcraft is trying to make something out of nothing. Witchcraft is when you think you know something when you don't. You think you know something when you don't. Witchcraft is the work of the flesh, but it comes from unperfected spirit. It comes from 
unperfected spirit. Witchcraft is not necessarily killing cats and dogs and using hogs and having back cloth. Witchcraft is that which supposedly can take lead, physics. Is it pronounced lead? Lead. Lead. And turn it into gold. Supposedly, you turn lead into gold. In fact, if you look at those definitions, you will find that we have many witch doctors here. Yeah, witch doctors. Now, witchcraft is connected with somehow with sorcery. Is connected somehow with sorcery. Sorcery would be bewitching influence on somebody. Bewitching influence. Look at Acts chapter 8. That was this gentleman. See what he did. And we have, you will find that we have many witches. Acts 8, verses 9 through 11. But there was a certain man called Simon, which aforetime in the same city used the sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving up himself for some great one, to whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. And to whom, to him, they had regard because that of a long time he had bewitched them with the sorceries. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, under the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized of men and women. And Simon also acknowledged he was not thought he was. Now, every gossip that influences Another person is a witch. Hello? Every person, every gossip that influences another person is a what? You talk about to somebody, to someone. You are bewitching. You are bringing that person under your spell. You are a witch. In a suit, but a witch. You are not in a back cloth, but you are a witch. Mm. The rebellion is like the sin of what? The witch. And this evening we have an altar. All witches. So, did a good job, brother Bill. All witches. Only one survived. I don't know how that one survived. Only one survived. The witch of Randall. But it's true. 
The Holy Ghost is here to slay. To slay. God is a terrible saints of God. Let's not destroy one story from another one, this one, one another one. Do you know? Do you know the latest? Do you know the former? Do you know the latest? Do you know this? Do you know the other? We destroy people. Most people in the church are sinners. I've found out. We can say, I know at least the people I'm remaining with are very good people. Oh, God has just preserved you, you will get a stroke. <laughs> yeah, as a pastor, I will get a There are people that are shocked to me and said, hey, then who can be saved? Who? It's true here. God has just preserved and covered, and they, they come before you, they look clean. They have just cleaned their mouth. But they have eaten. No, and we are told to save the sin. If preachers we can understand that this terrible person, the reason God called you to be a pastor is to save this terrible person. Terrible. No, I must sort him out. No, you are to save. The reason Paul was called to be an apostle is to bring the elect to the obedience of the faith. And that is a tough task. So, God help us to remove witches. They, have, they, they brought someone under their spell. Every gospel has a filthy spirit perfecting holiness, not only in your body, but in your spirit. Galatians 5. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 20. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. There you are. That's why I said, let me say something about witchcraft. Witchcraft, hatred, violence, evolution, strife, seditions, heresies, envy, so on and so forth. Witchcraft is a sorcery. Sorcery means you bring somebody under your spell. You go with that brother, you are going to live forever in poverty. I know the family comes from, you are going to suffer. Why are you hurting? That brother. If you know, if you could know what I know, you would leave him. 
So, sorcery means you bring somebody under your spell. No elect practices witchcraft. You can't be an elect and practice witchcraft. James chapter 3 verses 8 to 13 but the tongue can no man tame. It is an ruler evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith we bless God, even the Father, and therewith we cast men, which are made after the similitude of the body. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not, ought not so to be. That the fountain send forth the same place, sweet water and bitter. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness and wisdom. Verse 10 says, out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. Cursing is the opposite of blessing. If you say something demeaning, we are now talking about the spirit, demeaning, belittling, embarrassing, another child of God, you are cursing them. Hello? What are you doing? If you say something demeaning, belittling, embarrassing to another child of God, you are cursing them. Romans 12 and 14. May God help us. May God help us. Saints, God has, we must work with ministers to say, elders. If you have an elder that publishes the sin of every person, that's not a good elder. I will know since a is a thief. And I will say, Sister Eve, how are you doing? All the time, I'm face to face with a, a robber woman. Thief. Rather than saying, may I tell you, you see that brother? That one is a thief. Then you do not work together with the pastor to save the people. To save, to save, to save the work that they gave us, to save people. Sometimes the mothers know. As you are cleaning up that baby, 
in our ordinary days. These days you have, what are those called? Pampers that you don't touch. But my mother, those days, don't you swear yourself once you cleaned that bed? That is exactly sometimes we soil our hands. And then you say you have to come to a level like a mother. There is something about the mother. She will be having breakfast, half breakfast, and carrying a baby. And the will bring more sugar, put in it. She will not care. You don't say, I take this one, I'm eating, and this is what the baby is doing. No, I saw my dad. The baby will, you know, the biological process will take the breath. The mother is careful to eat me. For us, the husbands, I ah, yeah, yeah, I've left you. Take the mother, take the mother. I'm not going to take the animal. But a mother, this right to that, to Sodura, takes tea. But Sodura is always the mother. Where is she? Take the child away. The child is doing that and you are just eating. That's what a pastor does. Children of God can do biological processes, and you, the pastor, you, have, you swallow. You swallow that. God expects you to swallow and continue the work of cleaning. Or you say, take that one away, take that one away. You should regulate what time. That thing does not have time. So, Romans 12 and 14. Bless them which persecute you. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and cast not. So don't cast people. You can, you know that you can cast and never open your mouth? You have withhold, you can withhold what you could have blessed that person. And you speak terrible, terrible things. Let me try to hide. So in withholding the good that you would have given that person, you are cursing. When you should have spoken good words, but you are belittling. So when it is in your power to say a good word about someone, that someone else is running down, and you don't say it by your, uh, and you don't say it, by your silence, you are cursing them. Somebody else does not have good words. When you could have done something better, you just kept quiet. 
And how many you can save rather than how many you can destroy. God help us. But look at the spirit of these men of God. I'm coming to see you in a hospital, even in a hospital, a perfect. This is a damn person. I waste my fuel, I waste my car, let me just go. This one, I would stay there until the fingers are burnt and the trout Hmm, to teach him that there is nothing hidden. <laughs> That will not be rescued. But that would be a wrong spirit on my part. We can run people out. Most sheep act like goats. I've discovered. I don't know about my fellow ministers. Most sheep, they are the worst. But the goats, Hey, they can be good. Have you ever seen a good, very clean skin? That's it's a goat. Goat. But sheep, most of the times they behave like a goat. In fact, you can mistake them to be a goat. This one is a damned person. I don't think you will ever get into the kingdom. Anyway, they are escorts. They're escorting us. It could be a sheep. So, God help us. And uh, Hebrews 12, we read, there is somehow a connection between following peace with men and being Holy, be holy. There is somehow a connection in following peace with men, being holy. If you are perfecting holiness in your spirit, you are not going to say one word. You want to perfect holiness in your spirit? You are not going to say one word. That would irritate, embarrass, or hurt. Irritate, embarrass, or hurt another child of God. The right spirit is everything. The right spirit in your heart would be very careful of what you say to another child of God. Holiness is disciplined conduct. In conformity to God's word. Disciplined conduct. In conformity to God's word. He that winneth souls is wise. When this individual begins to dig, then we needed to deal with the digger. Bring something, he wants to dig, bring to surface, then we need to deal with the digger. 
To keep the church in existence, saints must learn how to get along with one another peaceably. Peaceably. Jesus is not coming tonight. Does somebody know? There are no one that believes that Jesus is coming tonight. Or we are the kind that, you know, you never know he can come back tonight, you know. At least that one I'm sure. Brother Gurion said he didn't even let people really confess to him. People sometimes just wanted to down and tell the story like, if you think, ah, now, tell me from the beginning of the temptation until the actual scene. From here you went, mm -hmm. now when you went that way, then what happens? You know what Brother Gooden used to, to do? When the brother begins, he wanted to be honest and pour out his heart, he thought about it, so he wanted to tell the details. He said, send me the details. Have you stopped? Send me the what? If you don't listen to the details, ask, have you stopped? If you have stopped, that's it, that's it. Rather than now, Lugo Niambie, Manene Likwaji. Or you talk about, then you want him to do, we did this, we did this. You are defined in your mind. Have you stopped? And rest. Rather than saying, now I want to know the details so that I can know how to help you. No. <clears throat> so, two wrongs don't right. They don't. If you tell somebody, stop, have you stopped? Stop it. Don't do it anymore. Then let's forget about everything. James chapter 5 and verse 9. I'm working to bring this to a close. A few things I want to say here. Say here and there. James 5 and verse 9. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest, <coughs> excuse me, lest he be condemned, be, behold, the judge standeth before door. Will a person have the Holy Spirit if they are grudging against another child of God? Do they have the Holy Spirit? The answer is no. They don't have holiness in their spirit, grudging, grudging. How can you carry a grudge against someone if they have repented to you? Why should you carry a grudge if they have repented to you? It's not enough to keep your body out of a bar. If you are going your grave 
Maybe that's grudge. The body that is sin is going to the grave. But your spirit, that grudge, holding, <coughs> holding your <coughs> that grudge, defiles your spirit. The body of Jesus Christ develops men and women of dignity. Amen? Amen. Men and women of dignity. Now, something that I want line of thought and I will be through Romans 5 Romans 5 verses 17 through 19 <clears throat> for if by one man's offense death reigned by